Hello and welcome to the Four Bean Podcast, episode 12. Hi, my name is Sai. Hey, me llamo Alejandro. Oh, jeez. He's come up from holiday and he thinks he's Spanish. He's not. He's a middle-aged fat scouser. <laughs> anyway. Well, you can, but should I? Yeah, well, I don't think you're fooling anyone else. But should we get to the crux of the matter? Should we get to what this episode is all about? I don't know, I mean, I think if I put a hat on and I had a big muzzy, I could pass for a fat yeah. Spaniard, maybe. A Spanish midget. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, we spoke uh, a while ago about uh, the annoying uh, things, uh, annoying uh, parts of motoring, or, or motoring that you find most annoying. Um, I got there in the end, didn't you? <laughs> we did. Um, got there in the end. At least you're fluent in two languages, I am. We oui, we oui. that's three languages. <laughs> um, and we spoke about you know uh, pink cars, eyelashes on cars, this that and the other. But I think we've saved the biggest bugbears uh, till last. Uh, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about bad parking and bad signalling or no signalling, which I can't even say. Can you say all signalling? No, I can't say it. <laughs> Indicating. Yes. We'll call it indicate. Yes. Okay, we're going to be talking about taxi drivers who don't know where they're going. What's with that? I thought they had to pass an exam. Not anymore. Wow. Uh, tailgating. Oh, major bugbear of mine. And one for both of us signed modified badges. What's with modified badges? We'll do that in a second. Okay. First of all then, bad parking. Yeah. I think this was yours, wasn't it? <coughs> yes, uh, it, it is. And it's a, it's a real bugbear of mine, right? What exactly do you mean by bad parking? I totally get that your car can be your pride and joy. Yeah? Yeah. I've had some lovely cars, got some lovely cars. Um, but I always make sure that I park within my permitted area. Just because you've got an Aston Martin or a Ferrari or whatever doesn't mean that you can park in two spaces. Okay? Yeah. So I re- that really grates on me. That, that People think, oh, well, I've got a Ferrari. Stuff everybody else. I'm going to lash my car here. No decency, no common courtesy for other drivers. Right, what about... I'm going to throw this one into the mix to see what your reaction is. Okay. Parents who want room to get their little darlings out of their car so they park to one side of a space on purpose, meaning there's no space next to them. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, but also there are parent and child spaces and do not get me started on parent and child spaces because I went to a supermarket not so long ago and there was a daft R bat in a parent and child space, right? They were about 193. How old's their child? Parents, no, pa- no, 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 hold on a minute. Nope. Wait, nope. I haven't finished, I haven't finished. Parents, right. Nope. right? There was no car seat in the back of it. There was nothing, okay? Did, there was nothing. Did they have a blue badge? No. Because blue badges are allowed to park? No. Okay. Nothing. That to me is just rude. If a single parent is struggling with a massive trolley, screaming kids, blah blah blah, they want the space to get their kids into a car. Okay. Now you're. I totally accept your point. If I parked right up close to a white line to stop somebody else, that that's bad. That would do my head, and I'd park right up close to the white line as well, so they couldn't get in. As so far as I'm concerned, an to. older person needs that space more than some young parents. No. No, nobody forced to have kids in the first place. No, it was just sheer 
bloody mindedness. It was just, I'm going to park where I like. Good. No. If they're old. No. They should be able to park where they like. No, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. If there is, if there is an old, crooked, I'm ancient, specific parking space and some young scally or thug or whatever lashed his courser in there, the well and his wife would know. When just I, because when, you're when, old. When I was just, a boy, Just right. because you're old doesn't mean that you can park wherever you like, but I can't park wherever I like. No, when I was a lad, my mum used to go shopping, and my nan used to go shopping with me. Yeah. I've had a car. And? That's not they, my fault. This old, oh, we've got to park our car and get our kid out. No, we just walked to the shops on back and we had all the bags on the pram. Well, maybe that's why it obesity, laugh. Maybe that's why obesity is soared in yeah, the last couple of years. Anyway, What's your anyway, excuse? Anyway. You've clearly stopped walking <laughs> to the shops now, haven't you? <laughs> I can't even blame arthritis because I haven't got that. No, um, so that, that really... Right, the, the worst example of parking that I've seen, and I've seen some bad ones, it still happens now to my knowledge, actually, almost every day. There's a, a Tesco supermarket, and for our foreign listeners, I'll just say Tesco is like Walmart or 7-Eleven or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Big supermarket in a certain part of Liverpool, which I won't say which one. Where do you live? It's not, it doesn't want to heighten. There's not one there. Um... And there's, I'm sure it's a BMW X6 or something like that. I'm sure it's an X6. It would be, wouldn't it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not... You know. Go on, carry on. Just before I knew you, it's right, gone well, for years, this. So same BMW? It parks in Tesco's car park every day. Yeah. I don't think the guy works there. Yeah. I'm assuming it's a guy. I don't think the guy works there. I think he works in one of the shops opposite. Yeah. So he just lashes his car in the yeah. car park and yeah. walks over the road. Yeah. Takes four spaces. What do you do? Park it horizontally? He parks it like like when spaces are marked out. He puts on the crisscross in the middle. So he's got like a wheel in each space. That is just, that is appalling, right? And I've seen some great YouTube videos and it's, it's, it's more around like America and Australia where they love the big trucks and their utes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They'll see someone parking really badly and they'll box them in. So, like, if somebody was taking up four spaces, they'd find that there'd be, like, four fellas in big trucks, and they'd box them in, and then they'd go and do, like, their work yeah, or their job. Yeah, And it's just, like, they will teach you. But then, like, first-hand, I, um, I was parking at the local shops not so long ago, and um, when my wife, she just ran into the shop, so I waited in the car, and to me, parking isn't hard. Parking isn't difficult. It can be some tricky manoeuvres, but ultimately it's, it's not difficult. And I watched as someone didn't even reverse into a space, drove into a space, but got it so badly wrong. It's like their eyes were in the wrong sockets. How, how do you drive straight into a space and not get it into the white lines? And then they open the door. I'm like, oh no, I've stuffed that. Shut the door, reversed, drove forward, back into exactly the same position. And this happened six times. So then this got me thinking. I was like, I should film this or take photos of this. After like the eighth attempt, they just left it. And the car was just, oh, it was just a nightmare. Was it a man or a woman? I, can't, I couldn't possibly comment on. You know what that means? No, what? it doesn't, no. I just didn't want to, you know, say that it was a middle-aged fella. A bit like you. <laughs> um, was it me? So... This then got me thinking, I wonder if there's like websites, specific websites to bad parking. And there is, and they are boss, right? 
I, I couldn't watch that. It wound me up too much. It's not necessarily videos. It's people seeing people parked and taking photographs and basically naming and shaving them on websites. See, I don't like that, though. I love it. I don't like that. It's a bit, it's a bit East, East, you know, East Germany. We're snitching on each other. There's nothing that goes on as there is. So, Although it depends on about the parking is, I suppose. So, basically, if you go on Google or any other search engine on the internet and you type in parking like a twat, pardon my language, and then you put in where you live, there'll be a website for it. So I put in parking like a twat where I lived, and it came up as boss. And it's just hours and hours of endless scrolling and just laughing at terrible parking. Wash your mouth out, young man. I did say I apologise for my language, but that's what the website's called. I'm shocked. Okay, all right. Okay, so I think this will get people talking. I, I, I think that we are certainly... I think the majority of people will totally agree that parking one more, one and more thing. parking and arrogant and cocky parking and selfish parking well, is a massive bugbear. We've done nearly 10 minutes in this now. Okay. We need to cut this off. But one more thing which, which baffles me more than anything else is when you parked wherever in a car park, multi-storey, and there's no one next to you on your left. So therefore your passenger side is empty. In this country, yeah. In this country, yes, okay. So your passenger side is empty. Now, now that we're international. I know. Okay. Then you come back, you've been in the shops, you come back, and somebody's parked really closely yeah. to your passenger side. You're thinking, well, that's their driver's side. How did he get out? That is, that's a very good point. But also, what, and it freaks me out. You can go into a car park, and you're thinking, again, especially when you get a brand new car, and you're thinking, I'm going to park my car away from like the main yeah. shops. Yeah. I'm going to park my car over there. And there can be no one within five, ten spaces each side of you. You go in the shop, you come out of the shop, and there's someone in the next space. It's like, why have you parked there? Why have you parked right next to me when there's... All the space. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll... People are strange. People are, apart from me. Okay, so on to our second one for today, which is indicating... Yeah. Seeing as neither of us can say signal moving, moving, moving. <laughs> indicating. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was yours, wasn't it? Uh, this is mine as well because <coughs> I'm a BMW driver. Okay. Boom. <laughs> and <laughs> nice one, Al. Um, oh. There's been pe- there's been reputations of BMW being bad drivers and this that and the other. And this is like from 80s, not, not 90s. Not bad drivers, just inconsiderate, arrogant bastards. Yes, but that... There's not, been, not bad. There's, there's been a massive step change there, and it's Audi drivers now. It's what drivers? Audi drivers. Audi drivers. Yes. <clears throat> okay. Okay, but because people where's like... Your, oh, where's your evidence for that? Every time that I'm on the road. In fact, it's everybody else. I don't think you can now just lambast one type of car manufacturer driver and then you can say all BMW drivers are, are, are inconsiderate selfish blah blah blah, blah. anyway uh, in, indicating yeah, that, that's my biggest bugbear BMW drivers don't signal blah 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 so I make a real conscious effort to signal whenever I need to yeah and you know you're just thinking on my short drive from the house to the station nobody signals nobody Regardless of age, or regardless of car manufacturer that you're in, regardless of predetermined stereotypes, whatever, 
nobody signals from taxi drivers to transit vans to low loaders to lorries to OAPs to people who just passed the test and no one bothers. And? And they should. Roundabouts. A roundabout with four ways onto the roundabout oh, and not one person signals. Yeah, roundabouts. Am I supposed to guess? Roundabouts, you, you've got to signal. You, you've, got, you've got to signal. And, the, and I, that, it just seems to have just gone. For the last couple of years, ah, bollocks, we don't need to signal. You stop swearing. <laughs> it's annoying. This is annoying things. This gets a reaction from oh. you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just don't know why in the last couple of years the people have gone, oh, you know what, I don't, need to, I don't need to signal. Don't need to. You can just guess where I'm going and... and you can assume that because I'm in that lane, I'm going straight over, and then at the very last minute, I'm going to change my mind and go round. So it, it just drives me bonkers. And like I said, just from a BMW drive perspective and from the reputation that we've gained over the years, I think it annoys me more. It's like, well, I'm signalling and you're not. I think for me now, it's more um, younger men and boy racers, really, who don't signal uh, as part of their misconception that they are somehow kings of the road. Um, and I think they like making you think you you might crash instant. It's part, it's part of their their power. Do you think you've got? Yeah, I, I I I totally get that, and I think that's a very valid point, and I accept that. But I live in an area where the age demographic is older, so there's a lot of middle-aged to older drivers as well, and they don't bother. Um, I can't. Answer for that one, really. I, can't, I don't and know why. What's equally annoying as not signalling, over-signalling? Go on. You're in a filter lane to turn oh, left or right, and there's only one way you can turn, which is either the, whichever way the filter is. So either a left turn or a right turn. Why are you signalling? I understand that. But I know that... And I know I, I tend to do that. The one I that really wind you up when you're in the car and I'm signalling left and you reach over and turn it off for me, which is very kind of you. Um, but I just know that when I was when I was learning to drive, we were always taught back then, which is like what thirty five years ago. Thirty five years. One hundred thirty five. Sorry, overestimated slightly. Thirty five years ago, we <laughs> were taught. Born. We were taught back then to always signal just to make it a habit. Then the habit would seep in. Not matter if it was a filter lane or not. Just even if there was no cars coming. Hang on a minute. Yeah. What? You were taught to drive 35 years ago. Before you were born, Lisa. Yeah. Passed my test when I was 17, I'm 52 now. Jesus. Oh my God. You were, you were minus one. Oh, wow, that's scary. Anyway, so yeah, we were just taught to signal every time to make it a habit. So I mean, that could be it just sometimes. Just think you think. Yeah, no, no, I understand. And I've only just got out of it myself now. Either I'm at a roundabout sometimes, or I'm at a junction, and there's no cars coming. Why am I signalling? It's to it's no one's benefit, is yeah, it? Exactly. It's just a, it's a habit. To, it's a hard habit to get out of. But yeah. It's not a bad habit to have. It is. It's annoying. All right. We'll leave that one there. Okay. Number three is taxi drivers who don't know where they're going. This is your, yours. You this can take the lead one. on this. This I, is my one. Uh, okay, so I'm not, talking, I'm not talking about black cab drivers or hackney cab drivers. They know where they're going. I'm talking about the, the new breed of private hire drivers, Uber drivers. 
Um, other companies do exist, of course. Um, Name one. No. <laughs> Private hire taxi drivers, not not black cabs. I, they are tend to be, let's say, new to the city. Let's leave it at that. So they don't know the city. They don't know the roads. And they rely on the sat-navs. Now, sat-navs aren't always right. So, more often than not, they don't... They rely on them, but they don't trust them. So, they come to, you're coming to a junction... You're behind one, you're coming to a junction, slows down, speeds up again, goes past that junction, slows down for the next one. It's looking for a road, because they don't know where they're going. And it's always private hire taxi drivers. I just wish they'd either trust the sat-nav or learn the job. What do you think? I thought it was a... I thought it was a prerequisite that you had to know. No, it, I thought there was. I, I know in London. In London, yeah, you have the knowledge, don't you? Yeah, um, I, I thought it was just a. You need to know the area. I didn't think that I could just turn up in my car, stick some private hire sticks on the side of it, put a meter in, and away I go. Well, how do you think Google works? Well, yeah, I know. I know that now. I, I do know it. Yeah. But I always thought that there was more to it than that. No, not at all. No. So no. you you clearly have more. Um, occurrences of this because again you live in close to the city than I do um, so I can imagine that is annoying mate I really can't it's very annoying yeah so our next bugbear is tailgating side this is yours yeah it is uh, and again I think this determines I think this all revolves around your age and the car that you First of all, do you want to just describe what tailgating is in case people don't know? Tailgate. I, know I know you should know, but... Tailgating is when there's a car behind you and basically he's hanging off your bumper, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's either pushing you to put your foot down, to try and race you, uh, to try and look intimidating. There's, oh, there's a whole range of reasons why people think... People think tailgating is, is a necessity, okay? Um I've had cars in the past, fast, sporty cars, and you can't go anywhere without somebody behind you trying to prove a point. And they are in things like a 1.1 litre Fiesta or an EcoBoost or a Corsa or a, a small, little, nippy city car. And then I'm in a 3.4 litre Cayman S or an M140. There's no real need for me to put my foot down and obliterate them, is there? But it's kind of like they're egging you on to do that. Then there's other types of tailgating where you're doing the speed limit and someone's, again, tailgating you. It's not like I'm doing 30 in a 50. I'm doing 50 in a 50. So what's the issue? Do you get me? That kind of stuff. I don't. And then people like to get right up your backside if they think that they've been intimidating or if, you know, if maybe they think that they've been hard done by on the road or something. I don't know. But I don't know what the necessity is to be that close to someone. It is the car you drive. Definitely. I think it is. You've said a couple of times when you got the M1, M140, they saw the badge on the back and decided to go for it. Yeah. They see a hot hop, they see a three litre straight. They might, they might just be interested in the performance. They just want me to pull away from them. I don't know. But it's kind of like, why? What's your issue? You see, I've, I've got a Ford Fiesta and I've never had that issue. <laughs> I've never had that problem. I, it's so weird. Like, you drive a 4x4, you drive like a BMW X3 or an X5 or a Range Rover, a big car. And again, I've had instances of this where I've been in something like an X3 or an X5. And again, there's there's like 
a Vauxhall Adam or a t- it wouldn't be a Vauxhall Adam, would it? It would. Really? Tiny, tiny cars right behind a big four by four, big SUV. And he does what? Can you rear view mirror? And it, it, I have a face of confusion. It's like what? You're like a gnat trying to bite a rhino. That's a nice analogy, that. So yeah, uh, I think for me it was more of a personal plea. If you're a driver, don't tailgate. Don't make somebody else prove a point that they're in a better car than you. And don't be don't be just an angry, aggressive driver. Just just be nice. Just be nice. Just be a courteous driver. Park well. Indicate when you need to. And just respect each other on the road. I know I'm all about peace and love. And just just be nice. The roads for everyone, apart from cyclists. <laughs> um, and don't forget tailgaters if you're behind a car and they break and an accident happens it's your fault yeah you are liable absolutely and I also think that people are so conscious now of people tailgating them that if you do even get remotely close to people they'll brake check you oh I do that did, yeah, did, this happened to me um, not so long ago and I came round the roundabout and I was at national speed limit and I got to national speed limit before the car in front of me did Again, there was no aggression there. There was no need to overtake. I was just in a faster car, and I got. I wasn't even. I wasn't. I would say I was half a car length away. I was not. I was not close. And they brake checked me. And I was just like, "What? What is the need in that? What? What? Why?" So don't tailgate, but don't brake check either. Don't brake check when it's unnecessary. Kids, you know, it makes sense. Okay, and our last one, maybe our biggest one. Is modified badges. Yeah. So, what we mean is, um, there's an Aston Martin parks by where we work, and they've had the badges modified on it to gold badges. Yeah, so it looks like proper gold leaf. It's not going to be cheap, but it's totally looks cheap in the car. Yes, and it just looks all wrong. Another example? I think more for me. It's, yes, that is a very valid point. And again, gold leaf Aston Martin badges. Why? Oh, the Aston Martin badge speaks for itself. Um, talking about the Aston Martin badge speaking for itself, we've got we've got a guest on soon, haven't we? The Coney Drive one. We have. Uh, so we're looking forward to uh, hearing all about that. Um, but for me, it's more, again, about making your car more than what it is. And yes, I drive a BMW, but I am going to pull up BMW drivers here. And it's certain BMW drivers, so it's people who can now afford a BMW that's like five, ten years old. It's in their price bracket, so they've bought it. It tends to be either a 520 diesel or a 320 diesel. And they think that they can go to Halfords or an auto shop, buy an M badge, and then all of a sudden that makes it worth. Or even worse, remember that one we saw in Castle Streets where they had put the they put coloured tape on the yes, grill, remember? Yes, yes. So on three bits of the grill, you had red tape, blue tape, and white tape. Purple tape. Purple tape, sorry. To look like an M. Yeah. Colours. Yeah. But it was tape, and it was obviously tape. It was wrinkled. You could see it was wrinkled, there was yeah. bubbles in it, yeah. and it was just pathetic. Yes, and that was a 320 diesel from like 2002, 2003, okay? So you pick the car up itself for about a couple of grand, and then you think, you know what? I've got a BM now, I'm going to stick an M badge on it, and that is instantly going to turn my 320D into an M3. It isn't. You just 
look stupid. So you've got a 520D, 520D and an M badge. And the M badge is usually on wonky or it's on the wrong side to where they normally are for the M2, M3, M4, etc. This kind of started back in the 80s really, I think, when... Turbo. Turbos and fuel injection and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You get some really knackered old car, which, you know, a very, very old car, normally a hatchback. And on the back, it'd have 1.6 turbo GTI, and it wasn't even an L, no. it wasn't even a GL. No. You know what I mean? No. You could just you could tell me, like, what you, you're, not, you're not kidding anyone. No, and I think they think they are, but again, and again, this comes from me being like a real car enthusiast, and again, BMWs and German cars, this happened. I can look at a BMW and go 320D, 325M Sport, yeah. M3, M3 competition. I know just by like, you, you know, they, out of the. Uh, yeah, you know, but nobody else does. Yeah, but I think they do. I think if you walked up to a 520D um, and it had one exhaust in it and not four. The average man in the street wouldn't know that. I think they would. No, they wouldn't. I think they would. Well, anyway, anyway. So that, 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 that's more about it for me, and it's, it's trying to make the car that you have better than what it is, and nine times out of ten, failing completely and utterly miserably. What do you think about debadging? If you, that is... So let's explain, decent, what explain what debadging is. That is basically where you take off the specification of your car. So again, if you are driving a BMW 32i, you can have the 32i taken off the back of your car. So it's basically, guess what I'm driving. Okay, now... Why would you do that? Again, that's a very good point. And BMW offer this as a service. So BMW will actually debadge their own models. Because when I've bought my last couple of cars and you go through the whole build phase and you pick what you want and you add it all in, you can you can have like the M Sport Plus package, so you get more M badges on it, and the down by the front wheel arches and blah blah blah, and then next to it is D badge. So why why would I why would I want to do that? I don't know. It's an odd one. It's an odd one. Let's have another example. Do you remember the old, do you remember the red Ford badges? No. Just you never see them now. It was, it was another eighties nineties thing. You used to get the odd Ford, normally a Fiesta. Maybe an escort, and the Ford badge would be red. Wow! Not blue. No way. But it looked all right. <laughs> it, did, it did look all right, but I never knew whether it was a, something that Ford offered or whether yeah. it was, you know, I just never knew about that. And there's all the there's all the after sales badges as well. So you can, again, you go into we we say Halfords, which is like, which is like a, a car auto shop. You pick all your car shampoos and everything else up from there. You can go into these auto shops and buy badges. So I can go in there and buy a BMW badge that's black and grey, not blue and white. And on our next podcast, yeah, we're going to have to not talk about BMWs. Okay. Because that's all we've done today. <laughs> it, it, it's, just, it's just easy to give an example because, unfortunately, BMWs are most probably one of the worst for adding badges to them. And BMW now, as a brand, are doing it. Like, we've got an X5 in in our family, and it's an X5 M50D. So that's got everything on it. That's got, oh, that's got every badge on the it. The back of that car, it's like a sentence. Yeah. 
So you can read it. It's like a sentence. So if I'm walking up to to a five series, a normal five series, and it's got five twenty D with an M badge on, you think tosser. But then there's a big X five with four hundred brake horsepower, four turbos attached to it. Goes like stink, and that is an actual M performance vehicle. That's an M fifty D. So the like you're absolutely right. The back of that badge is BMW X five M five zero D. Wow. So everyone's at it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I do. You never see in the back of Mercedes do nothing like that. No, but again, they, they they do like their AMG badges, don't they? They put the AMG in the front of the grill. They put like oh, the V8 yes, bike turbo yes, down right. the side yeah. of it, and the AMG yeah, badges yeah, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and and they do, you know, to make the diesels more appealing. Lots of German manufacturers, Audi, are worse for this. Audi, Merck, BMW, they make the diesel cars more attractive. They put like bigger grills on them, better skirts, better body kits. They make a, a, a diesel Audi A5 look much better than a petrol A5. Call it the S-Line, put the S-Line kit on it. You know, and it, it, they're, they're all at it. All at it, badges, body kits, all that. Why? We don't know. Probably one reason, money. Yeah, you know, you can, you can buy, you can buy a, a, a diesel Mercedes with an AMG pack on it, which is just full of AMG badges, but ultimately it doesn't sound like it's you want it to. It's a diesel. It's a diesel. absolutely. Clunky, clunky, clunk. Okay, okay chaps, just a reminder for social media. We're on Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. YouTube. YouTube, search for Beam Cars, and you'll find us. Please follow us, please subscribe. Yeah. Tell um, us if we're doing a good job, tell us if we're doing a bad job, tell us if we've really annoyed you, tell us if you are driving around in a 520D with an M badge on. Just please interact with us anyway on any media we just really want to hear from, we don't we? We do. So thanks for that, and we will we'll see you soon. We will. We will. Bye bye now. Bye.